Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good evening, good evening, good evening. And if you're here, and if you're looking at my face, and you're looking at Matt Nunn the Wiser's face, you got your game face on. Game face. Part of the Believe Network. And we are ready to begin. And Matt, you know me. Before I start, I got a lot of questions. Get them. So if you're trying to figure out how to get that floral bouquet in order for your guests, you're on the wrong podcast. And if you're trying to figure out how to get that interior decorated to highlight your home, you're on the wrong podcast. However, if you're trying to get information on sports in the Bay Area, you just put your game face on. And if you're trying to get insight and perspective on sports on a national level, once again, you got your game face on. This is game face. Bay Area Sports Magnified. I'm Richard Theresa Ewing. He's Matt and the Wiser Wise. Matt, what do we got? Well, baseball season is heading into another month as we end out August here. And the Gigantes are still in first place, two and a half games ahead of the Dodgers. Just took two out of three games from the Oakland Athletics. Mm. Uh, so, so you got that going on. Uh, Little League World Series is going on. I know that may not pique a lot of people's interest, but, you know, it catches my interest a little bit here and there. And uh, you have a potential quarterback controversy in San Francisco uh, with the San Francisco 49ers and uh, Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. So there, listen, I'm putting my money down that Jimmy Garoppolo will be starting week one as a San Francisco 49ers quarterback. Okay. Say it here. And if I were to actually go and put money down on Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm going to do it over at betonline.ag. And if you're looking for sports betting, betonline is where you want to go to win your money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think is going to win the championship, you think the 49ers are going to win the championship, head on over to BetOnline. Put your money on them. See where the Niners land. Uh, Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. BetOnline.ag, your online sports book experts. Well, there you go. There it is. If you think you got what it takes, you think you you can you can cash in on some money, then go to BetOnline.ag. As I always say, I don't have it. <laughs> okay. I think the odds right now are in favor of of trade like the the rumor mill the buzz you watch the yeah but last night everybody's like it's trey lance's time and i'm like you know okay fine jimmy garoppolo threw one pick completed three passes i really don't care it's the preseason um let the man be the quarterback he's the quarterback i mean yeah and you think about this man you know everybody wants to you know focus on what's going on during the preseason and what they don't understand is that the preseason is when you work out the kinks. Okay. That's when you, you start looking at, you know, what a person can do, what they can't do. 
you start, you know, advising, you know, the players on, on what's going to make them better. And don't get me wrong, you put your best out there, but we got to be realistic. At the end of the day, it is preseason. So you don't want to put, you know, all your you know, liquidate all assets on Trey Lance right now. I really don't see that happening. Don't get me wrong. He had a pretty, he had a pretty decent game. But well, it's a little more than decent. He went eight for 14, 107 yards, two touchdowns. That's funny. ESPN, ESPN, interception. ESPN has him at 102 yards. I don't know where the other the other five come from, but I said I not I, I meant 102 yards. Okay. Still, I mean, he had a pretty solid, I mean, that's a pretty good game. But he's still a rookie. There are still some rookie mistakes that he's, you know, that he's yeah. doing out there, some rookie things where he looks like a rookie. That pick uh was one of them so um while jimmy garoppolo didn't look stellar at three for three for six for 15 yards with a pick um jimmy's still the guy like jimmy's to me to me jimmy's win when he's on the field Mm -hmm. niners win and his win percentage does prove that um there is the other side of it too the other side of it is this we expect trey lance to have those types of numbers Okay, when you have that many reps, okay, that that's what that that's what that that produces. And you got to admit, Lance is not a bad quarterback. That's why they went after this guy. So I, I expected to see what I saw. Now, Garoppolo didn't have as many reps, and Garoppolo probably wasn't supposed to, okay, because they don't want Garoppolo to get hurt again. So you know, you're not going to put your starting quarterback in that often. And that's the reason why I'm with you. I think at the end of the day. You know, game one, okay, Garoppolo will be over center, okay? And so yeah. does it bother you how Shanahan, after the game's like, my, I'm, I haven't decided on my starting quarterback. Does that bother you? No. Um, or you no, think he's no. just because he's playing he's the doing, media? What he's doing is he's doing what, what you know, coaches do when, they are, when they're at a presser, you know? It, you know, basically, don't leave any clues. Okay, you know, don't 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 give up too much information because the thing that we got to be realistic about is at the end of the day, you know, Kyle knows that playbook, and so does Jimmy. And Kyle knows what he wants to run when the season starts. You give up too much information, now you're letting your your enemies have that information. So absolutely no, I, I'm not. I, matter of fact, I think Kyle, you know, basically, you know, uh, held, handed himself uh, in a professional manner. So that being said, you know, that's that's kind of what I expected from him. All right, all right. I mean, to me, like I think I think the quarterbacks know. Hey, I think the team knows. Hey, who, who the starting quarterback is? Uh, whether Shanahan says it to the press or not, the team knows. He knows. The guy that's going to be the starting guy going forward, that guy knows. And that's all that matters. Right. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But I, I see Jimmy Garoppolo taking the snaps against the Detroit Lions game one. Uh, saw a spark in the rushing category. Liked what I saw from Gallman the second and James Hasty. You know, they had, they had pretty good games. Gallman had 15 carries, 90, no, excuse me, 72 yards. And then uh, Hasty had 19 carries, 58 yards. Not bad for a first outing. No, the, and the run game looked, looked ferocious. Uh, it, it looked good. Um, you know, you got 4.8 yards of carry on, on uh, 
Gallman and you got 3.1 yards a carry for Hasty. So, uh, but but yeah, I was I, some of those run plays were there were some nice holes. Yeah, looked good. Uh, that line looked good. Yeah, and that's where you you, you look at Brunskill. Um, you look at um, I don't know why I can't think of the other player's name right now. Um, those guys, um, you know, McGlinch, excuse me. Um, they they basically are going to be, in my opinion, the wall for the playmaking that's done with San Francisco this year. Um, I also was impressed with the fact that uh, Hasty caught three three balls for twenty one yards, which that means you could, which and that and that's important for Kyle Shanahan's offense because you know Kyle Shanahan likes to run the running backs out in the flat. He loves to do that, and and that's that's something I'd like to see him do anyway. Because you look at the rest of the league, rest of the league is not really using that. They're not, I don't really see the running back going out and fight to catch balls. And if you got a running back can do that, that can be a loaded weapon for you. Well, I, I hope that, uh, that they're going to use some, some hands out of the backfield because uh, who knows what we're going to get at wide receiver not saying that, I mean, it's, listen, it's preseason. So preseason, preseason, it really doesn't mean anything. But Brandon Ayuk dropped a couple of balls. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, he he, he dropped. He's not stringing great weeks together in a row, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but he dropped a couple of balls in the last game, too. Right. So, so he's trending kind of in the wrong direction. But, again, it's preseason. Right. You know, if, if and if there's issues with Debo, which it sounds like there may be some injuries uh, going on, some things that he's trying to heal up from. You could have a problem <laughs> that Jim Garoppolo does not have someone to throw to, but maybe the guy's out of the backfield. Okay, so you have a situation where Sudfield fumbles the ball. And so now the question is, okay, of all the quarterbacks, who's going to get cut? And it's just like, okay, Cut Trey Lance. What's Cut that? Trey Lance. Yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> but but I'm just saying that wasn't good for Sudfield's stock. It wasn't okay because that happens, and it's like okay, look, you know, one of four of you guys ain't gonna be here. <laughs> okay, so one of y'all going to the practice squad. Okay, and it's like okay, you know what? If Sudfield doesn't do something big in this next game, I don't know how many reps he's gonna get. Uh, it's not looking good for Nate. It's not. Yeah, but I'm I, like, I'm not worried about third string quarterback right now. I'm worried about like, you know, uh, defensive secondary. I'm worried about uh, wide receiver. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm worried about like quarterback position. Uh, third string quarterback, just not high on my radar right now. So Sudfo goes, yeah. They just they cut what was it Rosen last week? Yeah, the Rosen one. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> so um, who knows? I, I know whom I know. We have a number one, number two, and mm -hmm. that's more that more than any San Francisco 49er fan has known what their one and two can get them uh, in a very very long time. Because you know when it wasn't Jimmy, it was before. You don't you know you need a good backup in the NFL. And and the in my opinion, Florida is in a great position because they have a great one-two option, um, and their two is going to become their one, I'm sure. So, okay, well, you got 
some nastiness from Contavious Street yesterday. Did you see the sacks? No, I didn't. Oh man, it, it was he was he was looking like he like he's hungry. He was okay. Look, he, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, dude, you kind of <laughs> you kind of came in there like you. Like you trying to take all the cookies. Oh, let's see. Two, two solo tackles, mm-hmm. sack. Yeah. Tackles for had, a loss. Yeah. And then you had also a sack from Kai Nakua. Hey, that's great. That's great. Like, if you, however many bullets you can have on that D line, the better. I mean, that's awesome. Like, I'm. that's what I'm really, really excited about this year is what is the defense going to look like? Yeah. I wouldn't be mind you. Mind you, we got a new defensive coordinator. Yeah, we do. We we, do. We don't talk about too much. Yeah. I I saw him, you know, during the game. Um, He looked very focused. Um, We also had a sack from our old friend, Eric Armstead. Armstead had a sack. Yeah. I, I tell you something. I wouldn't be surprised. If Armstead, if he has a good year, you're looking at DPOY for him. That could hey, happen. Hey, I listen. You, that could happen. That, deep, that that whole defense is going to be dominating. Yeah, um, yeah. And and depending on on how Bosa is doing when he comes back, like it could be disgusting week one. Yeah, it could be. I want to go ahead and shift gears. Because there's been a subject that's been brought up, and I I don't want to put too much time on it, but I thought we'd talk about it for a couple of minutes. Um, okay, so I'm sure you heard by now this last week that, you know, Draymond Green and Kevin Durant were on a podcast, and they were talking about, you know, the whole shakeup in Golden State between, you know, Durant and the Warriors. And... I tell you something, I couldn't believe they actually got on the podcast and brought this up. I was like, are you kidding me right now? It's like, man, you're going to do this right now? It's like, man, this has been so old news. It's in the dirt. I, I totally forgot about it, you know? And now I'm thinking, okay, why are we talking about it? Because they brought it, they brought it up in the podcast. Well, okay, so here, here, there's two things on it for me. Like, one, I think Draymond Green has gotten a lot, a lot of flack as to being one of the main reasons or the only reason why KD didn't come back. And I think that was, I think that's unfair to say. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, that's been bothering him like that, mm-hmm. you know, and he even mm-hmm. said it like this, to get this off my chest, like, cause I'm tired of dealing with the question. Right. Like, why did you really leave? Okay. So number one, like, I think it's truly been bothering Dre for this long. You know, even though they've talked about it before and they've hashed it all out and everything's been done. Okay, so there's that side of it. The other side of it is dude's slinging a podcast. So he's he's got us, he's got us have some sizzle, he's gotta have some something to sell. So my issue with it though is like, yo, you still gotta work with those people that you just straight threw under the bus in a manner that you didn't do before when you told your side of the story. So to me, that's where I'm like, either Dre's got like just some huge cojones and just (laughs) give zero craps or like, you know, he didn't really, he may not have thought this all the way through. Well, this is the problem I have. 
Okay, first of all, the problem I have is this, and I've said this before, okay? When it comes to the whole Kevin Durant thing, okay? It's like, you, you gotta look at it from the beginning to the end. And in the beginning, what did you have? You had the Golden State Warriors beating Kevin Durant when he was in Oklahoma City, okay? He, they, the, the, the Warriors lose to Cleveland in a game seven. In the offseason, the team goes to Kevin and says, okay, look, we know that you won a championship, okay? We have a formula for a championship already, okay? Because we've already won one, okay? You come to us, we'll help you get that championship and more, okay? Durant agrees, okay? He comes to Golden State, and yes, Golden State has so much firepower with Durant there that now all of a sudden, guess what? Yeah, they're, they're what do they call them after once they, they signed Durant, they called him the evil empire. <laughs> I was like, what? But the thing is, Kevin Durant gets what he wants, okay? He gets his two ti uh, titles. He gets his two titles, uh, finals MVPs. He gets, in other words, the Warriors keep their end of the agreement, okay? And then something comes out from, what was it, Ethan Strauss. He wrote an article about Durant. And then there was the way uh, the blow up between Draymond and him. And he didn't like the way management handled it, okay? And Draymond was trying to say management didn't handle it well. But for whatever reason, I kind of feel like Durant was kind of being more selfish on this side because it's like you had an agreement, okay? And the Warriors kept their end of the bargain. You got your championships. Now, had he had stayed, okay, they would have been the juggernaut for the next 10 seasons, I believe. No, absolutely. And, and but listen, let me let me be very clear. Kevin Durant held up his end of the bargain as well. The Warriors held up their end. Kevin Durant gave up his Achilles for this team. Okay. Uh, let's not forget that. So, well, so wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I can't, I got to disagree with you. You know why? Because Kevin Durant would give up his Achilles for any team that he was on. Okay. But the, but, okay. But duly noted, but he did do it for the Warriors trying to get them that last, that last championship. Like the dude was committed and he even like, and he even said in, in the podcast, like, listen, yeah, I was a little bit aloof that last year, but I was just about, I was locked in. I was locked in on, on doing my work and business. Mm -hmm. Like I was locked in, whether you believe it or not, that's, you know, that's what he said. There was a lot that happened uh, in that, in that last, in that year. The last year. Yeah. I, you know, I just, to me is like, none of that, none of that would have happened if it wasn't for you too. Right. Draymond and KD and okay. to to then well later down the road then not want to take really responsibility but pass the responsibility of why it went south on other people it just doesn't make sense to me like it would have never happened like Steve Kerr and 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 Bob Myers would have never had to get involved if y'all would have handled it yourselves right at night in the locker room like Katie was saying, he needed something to step up and say, yo, you were wrong, Dre. Like, if they would have like if they would have done that, then you wouldn't need management to get involved. But so see, this is this is this is the problem I have with it. The problem I have with it too is that both of them are finger pointing and they need to finger point it themselves. Okay, because at the end of the day, whether Bob Myers is involved, Steve Kerr. Even another player, at the end of the day, it's like you said, it was between them. So if they're grown men, 
and they should have they should have found a way to settle that and handle it and handle it professionally. And right. They, you you don't go like, oh well, management needs to handle this for me. They need yeah. to step in and handle yeah. this. Or yeah. Management should have handled it better. Like, no, y'all should have handled it better. Yeah. And and the other part of it is this: is that at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm not really happy with the way Draymond handled it during, you know, the the podcast. They're coming out and saying, well, yeah, they effed up. It's like, well, wait a minute, okay? And, and this is where, this, this is the one part about Draymond I do not like. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a beast when he's on the court, and he's a leader, and he's well-spoken when he's on the court, and he knows he's got a great basketball IQ. But when it comes to off-the-court antics, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't use proper decorum, okay? It's like, dude, you don't, you don't blast management like that. Those are the guys who are working deals for you when it comes time for you to resign. Those are the guys who are putting things in place for you so that you have the comfortability to go out in here and do the job that you signed up for. Okay. And so for him to do that, I just, I just didn't, I didn't feel like, you know, Hey man, you know, you got, you got to be bigger than that. And he has to think about how everybody's looking at him. Now, if he's going to take the Charles Barkley approach and don't really care, you know, but that's what Charles Barkley did. You know, it's like, okay, fine. You want to take that approach and go ahead. And by the way, say that. Okay. In other words, don't don't come off like, you know, like like you, you know, are a leader on the team and you this and that, but then you blast management because that, that takes away the idea of you being a leader. Yeah, it, it's definitely the like don't bite the hand that feeds you. Exactly. Uh it's definitely along the philosophy, like happy wife, happy life. Like, don't yeah. just go, don't, like don't go home and piss off your wife. Yeah, so they get enough, you know what I mean? Like, don't go and piss off your boss so the next time you have to, to work with them, it's it's uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, like to me, I mean, but who knows? Maybe Dre called Bob Myers and Steve Kerr and said, Hey, I'm doing my part. I doubt it, but maybe he went over and hey, I'm doing this. This is what I'm gonna say. I just want to make sure that it's like there's not gonna be hard feelings. Well, my understanding, my understanding is the way the podcast went on was that. You know, Draymond was talking about how when it happened, you know, it got to a point where I guess it went on for a day or two of what it what it transcribed between the two of them. And it got to a point where Bob Myers and Steve Kerr called him in the office and they talked to him for about an hour and 45 minutes telling him, hey, look, you know, you need to apologize to KD, you know. that He said that happened the night they flew back from L.A. Oh, OK. So flew in and they had a meeting and then they said, hey, you need to apologize he went home that night after the game came back the next morning to have another meeting, asking him to apologize. Yeah. Because, and, because, and this is where I thought management, they handled it well, because when he refused to talk about, well, me and Katie are going to work this out. You know, Bob Myers like, well, look, you know what? Okay. You obviously don't want to recede on this. So excuse me, rescind on this. So I'll tell you what, let's sleep on it. Okay. And so basically what they were saying to him is like, look, obviously you guys emotionally are not connected. And you're probably still heated over it. So look, go get some rest. Okay. Come back. But see, they were both saying the same thing. Draymond was saying, yo, I'm going to handle with KD the way I need to handle with KD. And Steve Kerr and Bob were saying, yo, can you please go handle it with KD? That's all, you know, but Dre was like, I'm not doing it because you, you're telling me to do it. And that was kind of the defiance, you know, right. like the. Right. And, and like, use. He used some expletives, you know, saying, oh, yeah, by the way, um, 
you know, because it got to a point where now all of a sudden the possibility of suspension was was discussed. And then all of a sudden it became, oh, uh, you know what? I'm either going to laugh in your face, okay, or in the other part was just totally disrespectful. And I just thought, okay, you know what, dude? No. So anyway, we got a few minutes, man. Let me let me change shift gears here. Because I want to talk about, I want to talk about. I got I got to touch on the Oakland A's, man. I just, I just, I. I well, you mean the Giants beating them two out of three? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. I, I just believe really that no matter what talent they put out there on the field, even if it's good, I just feel like management is is doing to them what the Cohen management did to the Warriors. You know, they're just they're just wearing down that talent. You know what I mean? I mean, they're not paying them like they should be paid. You know. The organization doesn't want to spend any money for a new, a new stadium. And it's just like, dude, you know, it's like, when are you going to get a clue? Okay. If you got happy employees, they produce better. Okay. And right now I, I just, when I see the A's on the field, I'm like, I, I don't see happy employees. I, I, you know what? I, I saw a team against the San Francisco giants. That was very, very competitive. I saw uh, some great pitching the unfortunate thing is, is it looks like the A's probably unless, I mean, they're not playing terrible, but they're probably not going to make the playoffs. The Yankees are ridiculously hot right now. Yes, they are. And the Red Sox are playing well and A's are half game out of the wild card. Um, and they're three and a half behind Houston. So it's not looking great for their playoffs, playoff aspirations. And I've said it before, um, the A's ownership, A's whatever in that front office. <laughs> he said whatever. <laughs> it's terrible. It's been terrible for a long time. Um, you know, uh, be, you know, you got Billy Bean trying to, like, we praise him uh, because he, you know, he created a team with a tiny budget, right? Like, you got a bunch of nobodies to play well and and that's great. Like he does have, he, he is talented at, at that. Right. Right. But the rest of it, the A's don't do well. Um, so it, it's, it's just unfortunate. It's just a con, uh, continuation of the saga of the Oakland A's. And it's really, really sad because the fans deserve better. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. And I thought, I thought that, you know, at least, by September, which we're coming up to September too, we got another seven days. Um, I thought that, you know, hopefully by that time that Cavill and company would have this thing done in the books and we can move on with the rest of our lives. But it looks like, it looks like they're going to continue to drag this out uh, because the, 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 the city of Oakland has already, they, they've already put out their chips. They've already put their chips on the table. So, okay, look, this is this is the deal we'd like to get done. So for Cavill and company to sit back and go, well, uh, we'll take a look at it. It's like, well, that means to me that you're not happy with it. Yeah, after the A's have been like, yo, we need your decision by this day. Like, hard and fast, you, we need it. Yeah. And then they, you know, they get it to him. And now he's like, oh, I want to wait, take my time yeah, see that doesn't look it over and meander it. It's like, yeah, that's, that's you know, and and who who loses the everybody did 
the organization is held hostage. The fan base is held hostage. The players are held hostage to an organization that just cannot get it together. Yeah. Real quick. Um, wanted to take a look at um, how the uh, draft picks are doing in the summer league. And I'm hearing great things about Kaminga, okay? Um, more so than, than, than Moody. Um, very, very athletic. Dude. Yeah, Kaminga yeah. is, he is, uh, man. Um, also, Justinian Jessup. Remember him? Yeah. Yep. Um, he's actually been putting up some pretty decent numbers, too. Um they're saying one of the things about Jessup is that um, Jessup's shot, he's a good shooter. But they say one of the things is he's got to get his shot up faster because he's in the NBA now. It's not like it was when he was overseas. Um, and so um, it, it really, I mean, I like the physicality of Kaminga. I really do. I think, I think that that's something that's going to give the Warriors, you know, a, a shot of fresh air. You know what I mean? They need and they need that. They need something more physical out there than just shooting. Well, this is I'm while I am excited uh, for Kaminga, uh, and I am excited for some of the things I'm seeing. I, I it's just like it. It really worries me if like if we're gonna be relying on draft picks from this year to perform for that team to be any good anything it's gotta be just a bonus like look what we found team second rotation and you're hoping to get a certain amount of production out of them like that's what worries me when you put your eggs in that kind of basket um because it's no secret that the warriors help you want to hear it you want to listen to it so bad that you got to play what's going on in the summer league no i did not that's not what happened well hey listen the, the summer league spirits wanted you to hear it then i don't well, know morning, i was trying to get rid of it it's like listen. more i tried to get rid of it the longer it played um, it's like a phone going off in church or during a funeral or during <laughs> like a wedding, like, and everybody's scrambling to find like the mute button, the silent button or whatever. It is it, like, it's all good, man. We yeah, live so, in a technology age where everything is going off around us. Okay, let me ask you, there's been talk that the Warriors are looking at picking up Ron Millsap. Your thoughts? I mean, it's a big body. It's a body. I don't know, man. Um, but um, I'm not feeling. I just, I don't know if that's what they need. Like, um, they need scoring help. Yeah. And I, I feel like uh, Millsap, in my opinion, is not going to be able to contribute like he used to. I, I think he's, he's, his better days are behind him. And I feel like, okay, if you do this, you're just handing money to somebody. That's all you're doing, okay? Because I, I really don't think he's going to be that much of a factor, and he's probably not going to get a lot of playing time. No. No, I – I listen, the thing that – the one thing with with the Warriors that, that sounded appealing to me recently mm -hmm. 
and it really didn't before, but now it sounds more appealing, is a straight-up trade Draymond for... Um, ben Simmons? Ben Simmons. Mm. Straight up. You get a younger version of Dre, maybe not as good as Dre at what he does, but you get an excellent defender, and you get a guy that can do more offensively than Dre can. Like, And by that, I mean like he can create a shot for himself or someone else at least. Well, this is the problem. You got to get Philadelphia to want to do it. Well, I think at some point they'll get desperate enough. They'll have to. Um, I don't see them going into the season with them. So, you know, wait it out if you're the Warriors. See what you can do. Yeah. All right, we got to go ahead and cut it, man, because as you know, these 30 minutes go by fast. But once again, uh, great show, Matt, none the wiser. Um, I'm Richard Therese Ewing. You've been watching Game Face, part of the Bleed Talent Network. And you can come in, you can sit down, you can put your feet up, you can have a drink. But if you do, you better have your game face on. Game face. Bayer Sports Magnified. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.